0: in the clown hello and welcome to another edition of hop heroes a show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes i'm your host jordan arith and with me as always we have talented artists and comic enthusiasts Jared gonzalez
1: so how's it going it's going great how are you i'm good having fun having fun Making money. what's that Instead of making money,
0: making having money, fun having making fun, money, making money, having Peyton fun, Chase. making money. All right, all right,
2: all right. Then we got our Top third host S- slogan. Zach Barlow, yeah. how you living, son? What's up? I'm mastering my Joker laugh. I've really, oh, been, are you? I've really been pulling it out this, this weekend. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I did it like after the movie. I did it in public when everybody was still in the theater and everybody got like. Dude, Scared. everybody's like, been like, on edge. Me, like, yeah. I know. And and the one guy uh, that was walking next to me, like, walked up to me, and he was like, "Bro, too soon, man. Come on, too soon." <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty uh, unnerving. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. So I guess I don't like that at all. It's exact mission accomplished. It's yeah, exactly man. That's exactly what we're yeah. going for. So yeah, we're talking Joker, um, the controversial. I guess you could say, um, film the debut this weekend, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I mean, it's a reaction episode. We're just going to react. I, I say we go right into it. Uh, Z, this is your this is your fortress. This is your world. This is the Batman universe. So,
2: initial thoughts, man. So my first thought was I was just kind of shocked by what I w- what I'll call like the the bravery of the writers and the director because. I know that in um, a previous conversation we had, I said that I really doubt, like, I think they're going to pull from a bunch of stories that have already been established because he's such a popular character with such deep lore and a lot of different origin kind of stories that have been really, really popular. Um, mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that at all. They completely reimagined a brand new um, origin story for the character. And I just feel like that was. Um, A little bit surprising to me. I just for sure thought they were going to pull from other stuff. Um, I thought that it was like pretty fucking cool. Like rad that they did that. Um, And Walking Phoenix's performance was super fucking believable. I mean, I feel like at the end you just forget. You know, it's it's weird. Like when you have like certain performances from actors, I feel like sometimes you can forget you're watching a movie. Like you can kind of just, you just believe it. You feel like you're, you're just, you believe that that's a real person in the world, you know, and, um, for somebody to be as kind of outlandish and, and crazy as the Joker, for you to be able to believe him like that, um, that's, that's a, a, a takes a special performance. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was all giddy about this, uh, performance for a while. I mean, Joaquin is a method actor to say the least. He, he, he dies into the character and he dives deep when he does it. I know last time we were on the mic, um, episode didn't get released but we did a killing joke with some technical difficulties and we talked a lot about i'm still here which was joaquin's kind of documentary mockumentary whatever you call it where he just went super deep into a character Mm -hmm. on and off off the tape and and this one i mean nothing no different i mean he just went he went right into the joker persona which is a dangerous place to be and um yeah i mean i thought that it was gonna pull exactly like you said from his uh previous storylines we thought killing joke would be in there with the failed comedian Arc, which it, it was to a certain extent. There's also another arc, uh, Batman Returns. I think where he goes on to the talk show and you know, correct. Does he light up the the audience? Does he shoot the the host? Is what, what's kill- the result in that?
1: So he kills everybody. Um, in fact, when he kit like they, um, I was looking up Easter eggs, and one of the, this is like one of the rare like. There's like there's not a lot of comic book Easter eggs in this movie. There's a mm. lot more other Easter eggs dealing with other films in this movie than than anything else. Um, and but one of the comic book Easter eggs is when he does walk on the stage and he kisses the Sex Doctor, um, and then mm. you know she gets all freaked out. But in the Batman Dark Knight Returns, he kisses her and she turns into uh, kind of like in the 1988 Batman Joker where he turns her into a laughing face. Mm. Oh really? But yeah. <clears throat> so I have the I have the book here in front of me, but. Um, it's it's just as dark as that i mean the dark you guys have ever have you guys ever read the the batman the dark knight returns at all where haven't. yeah it's it's one of the classic stories of batman and um one of the creepiest too and yeah so they they did pull a little bit from here and there you're right like pieces of of uh comic books here and there and um but that was that was a pretty big one there
0: yeah, yeah, they pulled pieces, but like the actual character, it seemed like was its own character. Like it was, they developed their its own origin. Yeah. yeah, they
1: definitely developed their own <clears throat> Joker, and um, I actually I listened to a lot of things this weekend about it, uh, and they talked about how they there were so many influences from the director, um, particularly with Martin Scorsese, right? Because he was actually a producer, and he pulled out from one at one point of the movie. Martin Scorsese but, was, yeah. And so that kind of tells you a little bit, right? And, you know, there was a lot of references to um, uh, like older movies, like silent movies, like The Man Who Laughed, right? Do you you guys hear about that at all? Mm -mm. All right, Mm -mm. so there's one of the Easter eggs is where you see, right? He's doing this, Mm -hmm, he's trying to make himself laugh. Well, in in 1920s, like, or uh, maybe even earlier, there was a, a movie called The Man Who Laughed. And it was about a a son and his father and where his father was tricked to be uh, catacombed by like a lord, you know, at that time. You know, they're talking like uh, medieval times. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was force the son to smile at everything, no matter how bad the situation was. So he had this mask on, he pulled it off and he's smiling. And in fact, the guy that did it to him in the movie is actually doing this to himself, kind of mocking him. And he's kind of pulling his face out. So there's there's like stuff like that, you know. The um, there's stuff with like Robert De Niro, you know, Taxi Cab, and all that kind of thing. But I yeah, was, there's a lot of little stuff like that in there. I'm telling you, there was more about movies than about comic stuff in this in this movie. Yeah,
0: I think that's a theme for this movie. It seems to pull a lot of like historical uh, cinema and and even right. historical drama, like the whole. Even the logo for like a drama class with the two masks, the laughing and the crying, mm-hmm. it seemed to be like a trope of like comedy and tragedy. They're so similar and there's so like two sides of the same coin. And right. that seems to be like the entire like battle that uh, Arthur Fleck is, is facing. He thought his whole, his, this whole time his life was a, a tragedy or whatever, but now it's like he realizes it's a comedy and he just has to, you know, laugh at the madness. And it, it seems just to be like it doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of illusions um, or um, a lot of uh, <clears throat> touches to classic cinema because that just seems to be kind of like the trope and the, the theme they're going for here.
2: It didn't really feel yeah. like a comic book movie to me. No. Not at all. Did you walk away from The Joker being like, oh, I just saw a comic book movie? No. Nope. Not at all. I didn't all. expect one, though. Did you expect one? Going um. Ahead? I, I didn't really know what to expect to be honest. I felt like the trailers were very ambiguous. Like I didn't even really know what the movie was about. Like I I think I thought you could piece together that it would be some type of origin story, but I didn't I didn't I don't I didn't really know what to expect to be honest. But I yeah. definitely walked out thinking or didn't not thinking that this was a comic book movie, and so I think that makes sense that there weren't a ton of comic book references, just because it just felt more serious than that. Yeah, I
0: think that the <clears throat> the biggest like surprise to me because I mean, this this movie was pretty much what I expected It's gonna be weird, is gonna be artsy, is gonna be Joaquin just stealing the stage, and it's gonna be its own kind of storyline. And the biggest surprise to me was kind of the focus on the mental illness and like how often that impacted everything around him. And mm-hmm. uh, it's called a pseudo pseudo bulbar um, disease, um, it usually results from a head trauma and. A, a, It um, leads to, you know, uncontrollable laughter at inappropriate times. And that was literally like every you could almost dial up every single issue that arrived in that movie was a result from him laughing at an inappropriate time and not being able to control himself. And I feel like that was the biggest surprise to me. I I had I know that Joaquin studied that. I think Zach, you mentioned that how you studied that um, mental illness to prepare mm-hmm. for this role, but I didn't realize how big of a part it would take in the storyline. It basically was like the story of a, you know, mentally damaged human being trying to thrive in a really to dark make it. society. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. In a shitty situation. Also, I will say that during the scenes when he's laughing at inappropriate times, he does such a good job of. He would be laughing, but like it was uncomfortable, and you can and it, it you can see that it was uncomfortable for him too. Like he would be yeah. laughing, but he'd be like kind of coughing and like hiccuping and like kind of like, and you could say, like I feel like you're sometimes you're like, is he crying or is he laughing? Like, it, and I just felt like it, again that goes to Joaquin's performance. I mean, for him to be able to like capture that like this battle within a, a, like a laughter. It's just crazy. Like, I, I I felt myself being uncomfortable watching him laugh. Like, just like, ugh. That's, oh, I was uncomfortable painful. the entire time. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I felt like the movie, <clears throat> there was a lot of just like, ugh. You know what I mean? You're but cringing. Like, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't like, a, I mean, yeah, there was there was definitely gore. But I, it wasn't really gory. Like, I, I feel like when I, after I got home, she was like, well, how was it? And I was just like, man, it was like really gnarly. And she's like, oh, was there like ton of gore? I'm just like, no, not really. But it was like. Psychologically gnarly, dude. like I, 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 just felt like it was, I don't know.
0: It's like it was, a societal uncomfort. Yeah, like,
1: yeah,
2: it was, it was, cr- yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it definitely tugs at your emotions. I mean, throughout the whole movie, you're you're getting pulled into, into it, right? You're you're feeling sad for him. I mean, there's intense moments. I mean, there's angry moments, and you're literally, you're literally getting pulled into that movie by, by that, and I think. Definitely I, I've never felt uncomfortable, but I, I definitely felt like when he was laughing, it was definitely like this is what the Joker's about though. Like he can't control himself. Regardless of the situation, like even if he thought he would be a good guy at times, like in the Batman Returns, they thought they he actually gets healed. They they thought that a doctor thought he could heal him and bring him to society and be normal. But in the scene that he's like sitting on stage and he's talking to everybody and they're asking him, you've killed over 600 people. You know, how does that make you feel? And he goes, uh, not re- nothing. He goes, I'm going to kill all of you. And and he's just, <laughs> you know, he just starts laughing. And it's like every time Joaquin Phoenix did it, you can kind of feel the Joker. Like, that's the Joker. Like, he can't control himself. A guy who's dealing with depression who can't stop laughing. Like, how big of yeah. a deal is that? And you're yeah, getting tugged irony. in that movie. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what I, I happened kinda, to me the whole time. I correlated
0: it to uh, like you know when you have like a like you're either really drunk or you have like a stomach flu and you can't control like your gag reflex and you're just like gagging you know and it's like your body is just doing it and you're kind of reacting like that's almost what it seemed like to me when he was laughing like his body was just like laughing and he was trying to like hold it in but it was just coming out and he just couldn't. Could. Yeah, he just couldn't hold it in. It's just, and it, it was obviously the worst time. He was doing it when he was like on stage, trying to be a stand up for the first time, and he just couldn't stop oh, laughing. Man, like, that was so hard for, to watch. Basically, just yeah, just like fall, falling on his face on the stage. And then the biggest, one of the biggest trips to me, I thought was awesome, was uh, the relationship with him and his neighbor, um, the actress that played Domino in Deadpool. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name, but she like they kind of had like this. Odd little romance that didn't really make sense, but I also you didn't like question it too much, at least I didn't. And I didn't then either. goes to show that like eventually he realized he like she was never actually like he he ends up in her apartment and she's freaked out by it and not comforted by it and like you realize that she was never actually there. He was just imagining her there and like
1: imagining her consoling him. <laughs> Who felt sad for him right at that moment? I know, I know, I did. I felt sad. Uh,
0: this movie is wait what? You have a lot of.
2: She I had a lot of pity she for. She was a figment of his imagination the whole time. I didn't even I, get that delusion.
1: It was a whole delusional thing. Yeah, bro.
2: Because it shows it flashes back and
0: he's like talking. Did to you her miss that her, part? And, and she's not there. She disappears. How did I go
2: so to the she, bathroom at that part? Of <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, he, I had so many questions about her too. Like that answers so much. Oh my god. Oh, Wow. No
1: That's why we're here. That is why we're
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> why we're here. <laughs> what the hell? She Spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> she was she existed, but she was never like they never they never talked. Like she was just there and he imagined her in his life and she was not a part of his life at all. What? Yeah,
1: he he took that moment of her being nice to him and expanded on it like the Wizard of Oz. Like oh he took gosh. it to a whole new level and the part where he, he kind of has like his, his whole world come apart. He wanted to lean on her. Right. So he walks in her uh, apartment and she scares the shit out of her. And she's like, I got a daughter in another room. Like she never, she's like, Oh, you're the guy who lives next door. And that's exactly when he turned into, that switch, right? That was yeah. the last straw for him. Wow! Ah, uh, you yeah. missed like one of the biggest parts, dude. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> wow. was like
0: the last fucking straw. So that was right after he found out his mother's true history, where he yeah. thought he was. So he thought he was a Wayne descendant, right? He thought he yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Was it John? What's uh Thomas? Bruce Wayne's, Thomas Wayne, not John. Yeah, Wayne. John Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Uh. He thought he was. Uh, so he thought he was Bruce's brother,
2: right? Right. I love that. By the way, I, he, I, I I always kind of thought that. I wished that Batman and Joker had more of, like, a connection, like, in their origin. Like, I always kind of wish that Joker was the one that killed Batman's parents, just because I feel like, um, they, they, they need each other to, like, be at their best, like, in, in, just in, in every aspect, but especially in, in storytelling, as characters, like, they are their best, because they're opposing each other, and I just, I love that, even though he ended up not finding out that, um, he was Bruce Wayne's brother or half brother or whatever. It still connected them like on a deep, deep level for the rest of time. Like they're always going to be connected in this origin story, and I love that. Like I feel yeah. like that's 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 yeah. baller. It's a more
1: intense. Have, have you never seen the nineteen eighty nine Batman?
2: Uh, who plays Batman? Michael Keaton. I think I have, but it's been a minute. You gotta, Why?
1: You got to rewatch it because that Joker actually kills Batman's parents in that movie. Oh, he
2: does in that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Damn. I don't
1: remember. Yeah. So watch it, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Jack killed his parents, and he there's actually a part in the movie where he's like, where uh, Joker's like, "You made me, you made me," because obviously he dumped him in the in the bat of acid, and he goes, "You made me first. and then he kicks his ass. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Mm. You got to watch that movie. It's a great movie. But yeah, that's that's exactly what happens in that movie. And that's one thing when
0: he goes when he goes and visits the the Wayne estate and he's like talking to
2: the kid and he's like doing magic that was a creepy around. part though that was so creepy. and the kids and just he like, puts his hands like around his neck like oh yeah, my god man. through the gate like it, oh what a like, visual one thing I really loved was he never showed like until the end
0: he never showed rage like he like he had little experts maybe like when he was yelling at his mom and she was in the bathroom or whatever but then he'd always like oh I'm not mad I'm just I'm just frustrated but like when he's like tying his shoes he, and you see him he's just like pulling it as taut as he can like he, he has so much built up like anger but he's just always covered by this like just drugged up medicated delusional like just want to be comedian and then finally he stops taking his medication and shit just goes awry mm-hmm. um, I think he was on, like, seven different types of medication or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. like, all it was doing was just
2: bottling the beast and waiting for an explosion. And Yeah. One of the lines that really struck me was when, after he killed the... The first time he killed anybody, it was in that subway. um, And it was, like, the Wall Street guys. And then, Mm -hmm. like, they started talking about it in the news. And then he has a line where he he talks about how, for the first time in his life, people can see him. And he likes that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that shit shook me because I thought I like, didn't
0: exist and now I know I do yeah whatever. exactly I thought I yeah. didn't
2: exist but now I know I do like yeah fuck dude that's that's fucking deep there's um
1: there's a really great um like I guess you could call it easter egg or like an homage to like again more cinema and um there's like a really famous mind and after that he goes to that that bathroom and he kind of just he kind of does this little dance right And those dances were so fucking creepy. And so they were talking about so creepy. I know. And they were talking about that dance, and it was like there's like a really famous French mime, and how he did this little skit where he would every time he would cross his face with his hands, he would give another facial expression, you know, sad, Mm -hmm. happy, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there was one where he couldn't get the the when he changed it to happy, like overextended his smile, he he couldn't change it back even though he was it was causing him pain so in the mime there's this like his like body's like writhing like with pain and suffering but his face is still happy and so there's they're kind mm. of giving an homage to that where he's dancing and he's kind of like oh yeah you know happy but yet he's angry but is you know so it's kind mm-hmm. of like that scenario like he killed somebody he doesn't feel he feels re- like free but you know, is it like on his face or is it internal? Is it physical? And they kind of gave that, that was like his dance. Like it was more on cue for that. And I thought yeah. that was like really intense it,
2: part. It was like, so I just feel like it conveyed like so much emotion and character without mm-hmm. actually t- speaking. Like I, I it, it was such an interesting choice, especially when, when um he's in the middle of the riots and then he gets put up on that police car and everybody's like chanting his name and he's like starting to get like the become the crime crime lord of crime crime prince of gotham and then he just doesn't say shit he just dances like he just dances, <laughs> in the middle. Like the shit's burning all around him and he's just dancing to it and i feel like that scene like that's like just classic cinema to me like that's like yeah. a scene that i will never forget like mm-hmm. the visuals of it there's not even words but it's just like the the burning and the chanting and the crowd and the police lights and he's just dancing it's just like fuck man like I don't know, like... It's, it's kind of I like an homage
1: was, to silent films, right? Like, they were throwing yeah, Charlie Chapman yeah. in there and, and kind mm-hmm. of his his kind of, you know... And that's kind of what I thought through the whole movie. Like, oh, they're kind of doing, like, almost like... They're letting the actor act because that's a harder thing to do, right? Act with your body more. And yeah, um, obviously they picked one of the best per- people to do that for, you know? Yeah.
2: What's, what's crazy about that scene, too, is that... So he worked with a... Joaquin Phoenix worked with a chor- choreographer... To like just kind of get those dance moves and 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 That's just cool. kind of do that, but it was for the previous scene, like the earlier scene when he dances. I, f- I forget exactly where he was, but he, he danced dances earlier. In, yeah, he, he danced <laughs> earlier. In the, oh no, no, it was the scene where he's like walking and he's got the clown face and he's like walking down the stairs and he starts. Oh dancing. yeah, the yeah. Build yeah so that was choreographed, but the scene, the last scene that I'm talking about, he just like that wasn't scripted. Like, he just, just said, I just <clears throat> felt it. Like, I felt like that's what the character would do at that moment. And so, that like, it just happened. That's awesome. And he just decided, like, unscripted to get up on that car and just start fucking dancing. And it's just well, like, what a legendary, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I'm, like, it, fanboying right now pretty hard. But, like, <laughs> I just felt like it was just, like, so incredible. I think that's yep. the
0: perfect choice. I mean, the guy, if you think about the character himself, he's never been accepted by by anybody his neighbor says one nice thing to him in the hallway and he envisions her as his like significant other like he, he's never been accepted he's always struggled to speak especially publicly when he tries to be a comedian that's very evident and then yeah. he's finally standing on top of a cop car in front of a crowd that is chanting his name and excited to see him yeah and, like what would he do what would he say he would like, he's not anything. gonna speak.
2: Exactly. Why would he do that? Like that's not gonna, what he's comfortable with.
0: He's gonna bathe in it, and he's just so gonna, he just starts fucking dancing. It's a symphony at that point. He's just like, I finally made it. This is what I've made the right. Uh, this validates every decision I've made up until this point, which were all awful, dark decisions. see. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. He's, and that, I think that was right after. Um, spoiler alert: one of the um, anarchists murdered the Wayne family, right? Wasn't that mm-hmm. right after in the alleyway? Yeah. So that that your wish came true. They did have a. Essentially, yes, Joker
1: did kill the Wayne family. Yeah, a result of
0: Joker led to the Wayne murder and and that that leaves potential openings for a sequel. I I don't I personally don't see it happening, but do you guys
2: I hope not, actually. I hope they make it a one off. Dude, so I I'm so torn because I feel like for sure this movie honestly I feel like this is a classic comic book movie, like one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen, like not gonna lie. And um Sometimes I feel like if you just leave it alone, then it, like, holds its place as, like, a classic, amazing movie. But at the same time, like, I fucking love this Joker. (laughs) You want more. I love this Joker, and I just want more. Like, I feel like, now that, like, we've established an origin story, the first thought I had, one of the first thoughts I had, like, walking out was, who the fuck could play the Batman in this world? Like, who could play Batman against... Joaquin Phoenix, like, I just feel like I don't know, like I it couldn't be just like a brawly like Ben Affleck type of guy. Like you had no. you'd, you'd have to be get somebody that's j- can meet Joaquin like where he is, like from an acting standpoint, and I just don't know who could do that. But I want to see it really bad because I feel like now that the Joker is so intimately connected to Bruce, like don't you want to see that play out? Like the scene where he like has his hands around his neck, like I just I want to see that so bad like i so bad I want to see that happen and um so I'm torn because I feel like it's a classic movie and I would hate for Joaquin to like get swept in a weird way I feel like having Joaquin Phoenix being swept up in this fucking comic book movie cookie cutter like DC film universe world is like it's beyond him like he's better than that but at the same time, like I want more. Like I want a two and three and four. I, I want. I feel like there's more story to tell. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um. I, I don't know uh, who.
0: So I don't want it to happen. First off, I don't think that the sequel should happen. I don't think it. There's an, like if you're putting Batman into this, it's going to be really hard to not have it be a comic book movie. And I think that's that was one of the glorifying essences of this movie. It was so unique and so weird, and I think a standalone is exactly what it needs, especially considering how divisive it is. Like like we talked about before we watched it, it seemed like a lot of the reviews were either loved it or they hated it, and after seeing it and after reading some of the reviews, nothing's really changed with that. It's either loved yeah. or hated, and I feel like that's perfect for a standalone. If, if you go into a sequel, the, the haters just going to have more fucking reason to hate, and the lovers are going to be on edge, hoping that it lives up to the first one. So I, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure, but if it did have to be somebody method actors are tough to find nowadays I think I mean Christian Bale is a historical method actor but obviously he's out um, he's yeah you can't it.
1: do that completely different storyline yeah, with the, yeah. Uh, what
0: he did with the machinist like he looked skinnier than fucking Joaquin did in this movie he did American um, Psycho too which
1: is why they actually chose him for Bruce Wayne on that. When he, and he's perfect as he, he basically is he, he Bruce was, Wayne in
2: American yeah, Psycho. Yeah, he was the perfect Bruce Wayne. Yeah, perfect Bruce
1: Wayne. Uh, Leo
0: could probably hold up if they did a, a fast forward. Um, Leo could definitely be a
2: Bruce Wayne. But Oh my f- God, what a world would we be living in if we had a fucking movie with Joker and Batman played by Joaquin Phoenix and Leonardo DiCaprio, wow. bro?
1: That'd be oh. epic. That'd be oh, epic. Directed That'd be by Martin Scorsese. That should actually <laughs> yeah. happen. It's not even a real comic book happens, movie anymore at this point. It's just, I mean, dude,
2: that's what that's what we need. Sign me Yeah, up. Shutter yeah. Island,
1: like that mental. Have you guys seen Shutter Island before? Oh with, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That whole mental game. Can you imagine oh, yeah. that as joke? But like, I just yeah. feel
2: like that's like. So, I feel like DC uh, films traditionally have not been as good as Marvel. But I feel like one thing that they, and I think they're trying a bunch of different shit right now to try to stay relevant. I think that's great because before yeah. they just kind of tried to copy what marvel was doing and it just wasn't working for them um but one thing that dc does have is like these really fucking deep dark psychological characters like like that you could really explore and i feel like joaquin did that with the joker but i feel like batman could be explored in that way too and I, and i just feel like if you're gonna set up a world where like your movies are like that like deep and psychological and fucking like mind bending bro like that's that would be fire, and I feel like there's room to explore that. And I want, I want more. Like I just want more. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this.
0: If that is the path they go down, are you okay with Batman killing?
2: No, I, I, I don't think that. I think that if they had Batman start to kill people, it would break like, down certain walls. Like, I, I, feel that, like there's, I feel like that hold up is a big issue that DC could break. That Marvel's not willing to is that that hold sure. up of moral ground, but I feel like that moral ground stance that Batman takes is one of the reasons why there's so much deep like psychological places to explore, and I yeah. feel like if he started to kill people, then it wouldn't be like two sides. Joker and him wouldn't be two sides of the same coin. They they would just be up both be both be on the same side. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that it would be so- best done. If he doesn't kill, like if he stands strong in his in his in his uh, yeah. morality, because that puts him on the opposite end of the spectrum of Joker. And that's what makes it interesting, because yeah. the argument is that even though they're opposite, they're really the same. And that is such an interesting argument. And it, and I feel like if he starts to kill, then that argument kind of crumbles.
1: It, it's also uh. been kind of done too a little bit because I felt like the Christian Bale and Heath Ledger, where he tried to get Batman to ch- kill Kill him was already. I mean, that that's such a big time movie. Like you already, they've already. I felt like they've already done that. You know what I mean? Like it would have to be more, definitely like a su- psychological movie. I mean, I I don't want it done again. Like I I want to keep the Joker like by itself. Leave it in this little neat box, like on a, a painting on the wall that you purchased, and just be able to walk by and enjoy it every once in a while. But you know, because that's why I felt like the movie was a big, big moving art picture. You know what I mean? Like that's what I felt like mm-hmm. it was art on screen. Um and trying to move it into this DC universe is gonna like it'd be really, really hard. I mean you're you're talking about like, you know, bubbly, you know, like can, is he gonna fight, you know, um, Aquaman? You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you're really okay. starting to get into <clears> the like <throat> <laughs>
0: Let me let me paint you a picture.
1: Oh great. A
0: big reason I think that the Joker was so fuckingly well captured in this in a unique way, is because it was relatable. I think that in this story arc, the poor were terrible to him. The rich were terrible to him. There was nobody that was great to him, and there was nobody that was accepting of him. And I feel like he was just incredibly isolated, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that um, just from personal reflection in, at some point in their life. Not to mention, I think this was a perfect uh like visual into a man's dive into madness I think that you watched it happen and you understood it and you understood why and you actually like yeah that makes sense as opposed to Hollywood like you know drop in a vat of acid you know whatever whatever the, the it was a buildup in this movie it was an incredibly well scripted and well-versed buildup that you thought like wow I can see every step that this has ha- happened I can see how it leads to the joker <clears throat> Batman is very difficult to relate to when it comes to the moral standpoint and not just saying batman if all heroes batman's probably the most relatable because of his you know he has no superpowers right but he any hero with that moral stance is really difficult to say for some people most people i would say that i would make that same decision and that is what i think It'd be difficult to have a sequel with a moral saying Batman, and I'm not saying Batman goes in just murdering people. Like obviously that's not the case, <clears throat> but if you have a mental toil in Batman's head leading up, leading up, leading up to the very end where he doesn't murder anybody, but he is on the verge and he wants, he sees all the murder around him because of this Joker, and he finally gets Joker, and he fucking snaps his neck like in the Killing Joke, like we want to happen at the very end, and then credits. Can you imagine the fucking?
2: reaction to that i mean i think i feel like that'd be a dope ass movie like i i feel like I, and i feel like so I'll you'd be okay really killing what i'm saying is like let's just like let's just make the killing joke a movie and i'm fucking i'm well, here for that dude the like killing joke this would be, if there was the, a sequel the batman
1: to, returns night because they he actually kills joker in this movie in this book dark the dark knight returns like wait, he, i
2: think i have read that
0: he, <laughs> it's, <laughs> <Super. laughs> it looks back at his wall <laughs> But anyway
1: it, what you're talking about is exactly what's in this book and this book ta- is where he had to cross that line batman's old he has he doesn't have the physical ability he has to mm-hmm. depend on more weapons and he shoots he grabs a gun there's a, there's actually a good pro- you maybe remember this there's a scene with him on a horse with a freaking like ak rifle in his hand and so mm-hmm. the government has to send superman John after him yeah exactly and so there's like if they're gonna do a movie, they gotta follow this script. It was it's like based in, it was written in the '80s, so it's got this '80s vibe to it. Kind of like what they did with the Joker, that was kind of like it was in the '80s, right? It had that '80s kind of uh, vibe. And to you got to
0: throw in the the Robin storyline where Robin gets killed with the crowbar in the back or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, that would be a you know just throw have all this death. To-
0: <laughs> yeah to create reason for a out. response <laughs> of, yeah that's the only way a sequels allowed is if there's robin gets murked and batman murks the joker at the end and leo's batman
2: so if those three things happen <laughs> yeah, i'm good hollywood needs to hire us
0: seriously here? i just i just
2: okay first of all i just want to say i i want more joaquin phoenix as the joker and i don't really care how i get it like i just want more of <laughs> I second of all I how do you, how do you guys compare this performance of Joaquin to Heath's performance? Uh, of well, that's the a Joker? good question. That's a good question because it's ah, that, definitely it one to be. That's going
1: to be out there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, we gotta I'll, address it. Okay, Let, I'll go. Let's first. even
2: throw in uh, uh, Leto's performance too.
1: Okay, that makes just,
2: it just for just for fun. Well, Leto's um, three for me.
1: Yeah, I will tell you, Jared Leto did a great job as well. It was a different Joker. It was entertaining. It was up to date. You know that kind of stuff. Um, I actually,
2: it, I actually feel like Leto's performance of the Joker has always been like an underrated. Yeah, I. Underrated it was really thing. great. Leto's um, a great, great actor. I, I didn't think. I mean, it's, I wasn't like, too, oh my god, god, I'm blown away. But I definitely was like pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, yeah. this is actually kind of cool. Like, this is a cool version of him. He's like a fucking G. Like, he's a yeah, gangster, he's, he's bro. A like, thug. Yeah, yeah, it's kind. It's like that's like a cool imagine reimagining of the character. And I I, I I definitely remember watching the movies he was in Suicide Squad and wishing he was more had more screen time. Like yeah. At the end of that movie, I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, why is he not?" I I want to see more of that. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, that, that's a good. It's really tough because you know we didn't get to really like hear like Heath Ledger at all talk about the Batman movie or anything like that. Um. Uh, <sighs> Ooh, man, this is like this is like life changing decision for me. Honestly, I don't really know how to decide here. Um, it's tough. That's a really tough yeah. Question. It's tough, man. Uh, so
2: can we at least all agree that Leto is probably in third place? Although absolutely. honorable mention, like that. Yeah. Wasn't not, not
0: solid that he did a bad job, but yeah, he's
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we're just talking <clears throat> about just, two fucking. Legendary, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep the Jack shit.
1: Nicholson out of it just because it's a, a totally different time era. You know, this is our era yeah. right here. Um, yeah, well,
0: there's been a lot of Jokers if you do that. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. So. Um. I'm gonna have to put, man. I'm gonna have to put Heath Ledger number two. Wow, gonna, dude, bro, dude, that was He's hard. Serious? Dude, I'm sweating. That was hard. All right. <laughs> oh, okay, I got, dude, I, I got, I got, I got like crease sweats right now. Woo! Oh my
0: god. All okay, right. So explain, okay. Explain
1: yourself. Okay. All right. Um, I, I do, I do remember feeling, um big time about the like Heath Ledger did an amazing job he reinvented the Joker I mean it was scary it was violent it totally he was the counterpart of Christian Bale Uh, and at that time Heath Ledger was kind of like going up and down in his career you know what I mean he had some good spots he had some really bad spots Uh, but I I do I don't remember like feeling so intense about a movie that I did the way Joaquin did like that buildup that they did through this whole <clears throat> movie. Like you don't even realize that you're getting involved and in the way they build this up, you know what I mean? And when he's dancing yeah. down that stairs, I'm just like, it's almost like, a, uh, it was like a revelation and your heart just goes, dum, dum, and it, he's not even jumping around. There's no explosions. There's no action sequence. It's just him decked out in his suit with his face, And you know he means business and he's coming down and he's dancing and the fact that Joaquin can do that to me you know what I mean and and it's not like Heath Ledger didn't change my perspective he changed my perspective but it's like okay here's another different perspective and it added to to more of of inside of me than the Heath Ledger did I mean that was a hard decision because Heath Ledger like it's like this close you know like I'm talking like inches like Mm -hmm. but and if maybe we got to see more heath ledger or maybe got to hear him talk about it some more um and, and honestly with his death it kind of made it even more of an allure do you know what i mean that joker compared mm-hmm. to anything else mm-hmm. so that's kind mm-hmm. of why i'm thinking he's second you know and this one <clears throat> first uh it might not be a popular decision i don't know but that's that was one of the hardest ones i've ever had to make um, our
2: listeners are gonna come for you bro that's okay
1: yeah. That's okay, that's, right? I'm.
0: I I respect that though. Respect that decision. Yeah.
1: So that that's my decision. That was hard though. <laughs> that was so hard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: I, Jordan, <laughs> I gotta go. Ledger, and it's. I I am a huge Joaquin fan. I love I love me some Joaquin. Um, the man's been troubled since he was a kid. I mean, his brother died at an early age. River Phoenix, and he's been he's always had this dark allure to him. No matter what character he takes on when he was uh, <clears throat> Julius in a in, uh, freaking Gladiator, and he had those dark rings around his eyes, and he was like just the the worst Caesar you could ever ask for, and he, he just killed that character. Like, every role he's ever been in, he's just been immaculate. Yeah. If it was actor versus actor, I mean, Heath, I like Heath a lot, went out like a champ, but I would go Joaquin. But just as the Joker, I think that they made their own Joker with Joaquin, and they did it very well, but I think that Heath portrayed the Joker that we know better than anybody possibly could and better anybody possibly expected and and yes the, the death afterwards kind of leads to a little bit more of a rating and I think it's because of the the dedication he put to the character he lost he literally lost his life going for the Joker's persona and it's kind of like performance versus performance if you put a great catch in a regular season NFL game like and you have a great catch in a Super Bowl game no matter the, the difficulty of the catch, the Super Bowl catch is going to have more um, memory behind it. I think that's what this is. I think that The Dark Knight is probably my one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. And Joker is an incredible art piece, but The Dark Knight is just it's really hard to beat. And the fact that he carried that and created that, it's, it's basically like he went out as a Super Bowl champ as opposed to having an Odell Beckham catch thir- week 13 kind of thing. <laughs>
1: So. week four. <laughs> very,
0: yeah, very close. Very close. I fucking love Joaquin. It's really hard to choose, but I gotta give Heath Heath a nod.
2: Interesting. What about you, Z? So I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been thinking about this like all weekend actually. And I so there's a couple things. The first is that Joaquin had time. Do you know what I mean? Like he had he had time to to tell a story that unfolded slowly and that was more relatable and that we kind of could see ourselves in a lot and Heath Ledger he had I mean that was a Batman movie so a lot of like he he didn't have like this is going to be an entire movie about the Joker and we're going to only focus on him That's and good point. he's going to be able to tell this incre- incredible story he had to make an impact with like the little time that he had and he had to portray this character and kind of tell this story. I mean, he even gave us like a bit of a background for the Joker in that little bit of time he had with the, with the why so serious, like, you know, in his, on his face. And, and, um, I just, I feel like how he was able to create an impact with less time is impressive. Like really fucking impressive. I I think I also give it to Heath. I, I, I think that it's, it's super close and I wish that Heath had a fucking full movie. Like, That'd be incredible, but the the one thing that, that I think kind of um, had me lean in that direction is the lines. There's, like, lines from that movie that I just feel like are iconic that I'll never forget, and, like, when I think about the Joker, like, you, I always think about that scene when he's like, why are you so serious, and he's, like, fucking doing the thing <laughs> and, like, how it sounded and, and what he looked like, and I felt, I don't know if there was ever like any lines from this Joker movie where I was just like I'm I'm always going to remember that line. But I do remember the scene of him dancing. So he he just did it differently. Like he portrayed the character without words. Like the, the most powerful moments in this movie with Joaquin, I I would argue were there was no lines. Like he was just being that and and you just saw the energy. So I feel like they're both amazing performances, but I I think that I would lean towards Heath as well.
0: Yeah, I I think I, I agree with that and he didn't have a bunch of crazy lines I think his best lines were yeah his visuals his dancing and then one line I did write down that he wrote down in his little journal because he has a little joke journal mm-hmm. he didn't even say it he just he just could read it it was like mm-hmm. the worst part of having a mental illness is people expect you to behave as if you don't and like that was like a pretty cool line I thought but that was like the only line I really remembered from the movie everything else was just arts RC, and, and visual and, and, I, and I agree with that and it's funny you bring that up. The, the why so serious cuz I I'm curious about this movie Why So Divisive. Like why is it so love mm. and hate? Like what what is what is feeling this divide and why is there no more not more
2: people like just it, accepting it for what it is?
1: That's weird. Did anybody walk out in your guys' theater when you watched it? Like
2: Not that I not that I noticed, but I went with two of my friends and one of one of them hated it. And the other one said it was alright, but he probably wouldn't it, see it again. It's, and then it's, I was like, "This is it's a weird. masterpiece." It's weird. Like, it's like, why? Why here? is there
1: such a love? And like, there's no middle ground. There's like no middle golf game here. You know, there's no irons. It's yeah. just putting or driving. And I mean, people walked out, but the guys next to us were like, you could see the awe in their face. Like Amber loved this movie. You know, she's like, "That's my kind of movie." You know what I mean? Sammy, Sammy loved it too. Yeah. Yeah, and right. it's like, um. It's like. It, Alicia it,
2: didn't it, even go. She, like, refused. Uh, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes into the divisiveness, though. Yeah, yeah was, exactly. One of the reasons why is because she doesn't like scary movies, and she said it looked, like, terrifying to her. So it, it was, was
1: scary. Like, oh, there were parts that were scary. That. Yeah. 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 Here's parts. Oh, so it. it's very weird. I mean, we saw a couple. Like, Amber's, like, they walked out, and I'm like, this wasn't, like, the last Airbender movie where, like, I had to walk out. Like, this was, like. I don't. So the weird. people
2: that walk out and the people that, like, hated it to be honest, like, I'm not sure if they're walking out because, like, they're like, this is a bad movie, or if, like, they're walking out because what the Joker does is it, like, puts you in positions where you're relating to things that are really dark and uncomfortable, and it shows a lot of kind of hard things to see, but they're so close to the ground, like, they're so relatable, and that can that make saying? people yeah. uncomfortable, like super fucking uncomfortable. And yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like some people were just like, it's almost like they, they, they hated the fact that they saw themselves like in, in this character and they don't want they don't want to think about it. They didn't want to face they, that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I can respect it. That's cool. I like that take. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And, and it's, yeah, it's just like what, like they had LAPD people, LAPD, like around every theater in L.A. during the Yeah, like... they were in fear of a anarchy fucking breakout, like, riots and shit.
2: And it's like, dude, just let people, like, feel art. Like, it's not yeah. gonna... Who's well,
1: gonna, it just sucks.
2: It sucks that some people, like, do that. Like, some people, like, take... Like, will watch a movie like The Joker and then be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, I'm gonna be The Joker, too. And then, like, I mean... Do you I think, don't think people anything do happened. that... Uh, well, I don't know. I can't say that they do because I don't think anything's happened like that's, that's been like really violent or terrible because of the Joker, but there's been like shootings in theaters before. And I just feel like, I know, but I don't, it's know. Never, I don't I, think it's a
0: result of the movie. I don't think like, it's like saying the video game argument, like if violent video games lead to violent people. And I just, I don't know.
2: I, I, I hate that take. <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate that when, so, if somebody tells me that video games make violent people, that's like, I'm like, absolutely not. Get out of here with that. So exactly. I guess I see what, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah i don't know it's
1: it's just all weird right. it's like having iphone season i mean we have an iphone season All you see all the commercials for uh, getting it's like come on like it doesn't even enjoy life enjoy if you don't like it that's awesome if you like it that's awesome but like, yeah but it's just art it's a movie it's just like yeah you know, i was like give it a break <laughs> Cops. i
0: like i kind of like that it's divisive but it's just because it makes it leads the conversation you know and it's kind of yeah. like left wing right wing whatever you want to do but <clears throat> todd phillips definitely had some comments about his political stance and uh did you guys read about that about i did like, let's hear it because he's well he's just like why uh why come off the hangover and all these like you know comedies oh go have I to have a deep this, dark yeah. take and he's like well try making a funny movie in like this woke culture um, which is just ridiculous. Everybody makes. There's a lot of great, funny movies out there. People make funny movies. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, every 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 it's week actually a really bad take, but yeah, uh, it's, I kind of see
2: what he's saying though. Like, I feel like I, I see the. I, I I don't agree with his take because obviously, people, like, there's there's successful comedians right now. There's funny movies all the time, funny shows. Like, people are succeeding.
0: in comedy. Killed it this year. You just can't take the low hanging fruit. You just gotta fucking challenge yourself. I mean, that's yeah. That's what it is, and I mean that. So when I first read that, I was like, "Oh God, how how how's this movie gonna be?" Because I because I'm not a big. I mean, I'm not. A, I, I love The Hangover when it came out, but like, don't care about the sequels, and, and I just don't didn't know that a comedic director could not only direct but write this storyline and, and produce what he did. And I was pleasantly surprised. I thought he'd really he really
2: impressed me. Yeah, with his fucking range. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: To say the least. Yeah. Um All right. Well. Let's go into crafter trash so uh, Z will close it out with you since this is your baby jr where are you at on the ranking scale with this one
1: um you know I thought a lot about this uh, like I said it it really uh imposed on me this movie like it really put a stamp on my uh on my psyche throughout the whole time I mean I gasped <laughs> I don't know I, like I don't gasp during movie but I was like <gasps> You know, particularly when um, Robert De Niro got his blains burnout. and I'm like, I knew something was gonna happen. You just don't know when. And, Dude, that it, g- yeah, I gasped. It was that still surprising, too. you know. Oh yeah. shit! You know, because yeah. he's like the you know he was like the symbol of like uh, of arrogance. I don't worry about it. You know, everything's gonna be fine. Like he didn't. Um, he wasn't living in the reality that everybody else was living. So, of course, you know. No,
0: Mark Maron was like his, like, whatever producer or whatever. He's like, don't have this guy on. It's going to be yeah. a flop. But he's like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. I mean.
1: He just, mm-hmm. his arrogance towards like I- ignoring, you know, things was, was, you knew he was going to die. He just didn't realize it was going to be like that. Um, so, I mean, uh, so I've been thinking a lot and it's, it's, it's such an art movie. I mean, I loved it so much. I, I it's like watching, watching, watching a foreign movie back in the, you know, early fifties and sixties and, and coming out thinking. And so, um, I want to give it a, a 9.2. Um, all right. Yeah. I, I, I was ranging between an 8.5 to about a 9.5 and an 8.5 just didn't give it enough of, of the feelings that I had during the movie. I mean, anytime this, it tugs at your emotions, like I said, anytime it it pulls on you And, and not like the classic way. I mean, the last time I got, like, like y- your heartbeats like that is in the Avenger movie, Endgame. But they had to bring out all the Avengers to do that, right? They had to make this big monumental. All the
2: explosions. Yeah. All this, like, cinematic music. It the this- slow-mo. Like, yeah, they pulled out all the stops. Like, all the tricks of the trade to exactly. get that emotional. And
1: cool. all they did was they put, get a, uh, I can't say her name, but she's a Norwegian, um, composer you know which is that you just get that uh uh you know throughout the whole movie and um it it just it pulled at me through the whole thing so i I wanted to go a 9.2 and yeah it's a great it's a great great feeling strong yeah
0: strong man i love that i love that okay um so i went with the nine and it was i was thinking 9.5 and honestly it's really hard not to i mean i don't I want to say it was a perfect movie, but it was goddamn near close. And I I, I compare this a lot to Glass. I think that we that's, really that's all very three yeah. thoroughly love Glass, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of people disappointed with Glass. And I think that the reason was it wasn't Hollywood. It wasn't the, the climax. It wasn't the explosions, the big battles. Like the, the, the ending was pretty like, oh. Like that happened but it was exactly what we wanted to see because that's what probably would happen and this Mm -hmm. is probably what would happen this is probably what would lead to a joker like person in today's society like the actual joker like heath ledger's joker it's really hard to imagine that in in reality, like that. It was is, very comic booky. He fled exactly, Joker. Exactly. Exactly. This is not comic booky. This is like this could happen, and this is like scary that this could happen. And you're kind of following the guy along this path. So it was really low to the ground, really kind of our our speed, and I really enjoyed it. The only thing that I didn't enjoy, and this was just my personal take, and it's obviously a decision they made. Is just the Joker. I can't imagine this Joker being the Joker like moving forward. With that mental capacity, there's just no cleverness there. And there's very little, I feel like, poss- like strategy. I feel like he's just kind of going with the flow. Wow, and he's making, that's interesting. He's making decisions that people are reacting to and he's not expecting them to, but it's benefiting him. So he's going along with it. But at a certain point, when he becomes a leader, um, I feel like he would fall on his face because he just is so limited. And so that... Makes me also not want a sequel because I don't know how they would make him all of a sudden come to reality or not come to reality, but how to how to make him like continue to stumble through like positive solutions when he positive in his mind, not in society's mind, but while he's this limited. So I didn't like the the fact the Joker wasn't clever, Um, and that is the only thing that made me like not like it. I mean, I loved it, but that's the only thing that kept it from a perfect, I guess, nine point five to ten. So I, I give it a
2: nine. That's super interesting. I could totally see this Joker being the Joker. And I think that it happened in the scene when he got up on the car and started dancing. Because I feel like his his pursuit of being noticed is like what would drive him forward. Like he likes to be seen. And he he, he feels like like he always wanted to be a stand up comedian, but he couldn't do it. And he wanted to be in front of the people. And when he fucking does crime and when he kills people, all of a sudden now he's in the show business and like that's what he likes and i felt like that could have been the motivating factor that pushes him forward um but i, yeah, I but think can that you that, imagine like, him having a monologue yeah
0: really yeah,
2: yeah it would be weird it'd be awkward it'd be it, like stumbly. his dancing it'd be like it'd be like he, the same type of like the f- same type of feeling I get when he laughs when he's not supposed to be laughing like he's laughing but he's kind of choking and he's spitting and then he's kind of crying and then he's laughing again and like you're just uncomfortable like i feel like i'd probably have that type of feeling like during his monologue because he's just awkward and and uncomfortable but i feel like that's like his character like that's him and so i don't know i i I could i could see it but (laughs) um i uh i uh i'm gonna give this a nine too um i thought it was really fucking good obviously uh i won't say it's the best comic book movie i've ever seen because i still think it's the dark knight um but i think that it's fucking up there like it's definitely up there um i loved uh walking uh, phoenix performance i loved the the silent powerful moments of him dancing um I love the the like look into mental illness and that how low it was to the ground and how you could kind of relate to like you could be like I mean yeah like your life is fucked up like I don't agree with what you're doing but it's not like it it's it's making zero sense to me you know what I mean and like yeah. that conclusion is like uncomfortable to, to for a lot of people to like grasp yeah. with I think yeah. um but that's like the that's the, the the cool thing in the movie it pulls no punches um and instead of portraying this like crazy out of this world comic book character like basically we just watch this man turn into a murderer and go mad and that's uncomfortable but it's also great storytelling and great cinema so um yeah i, I thought this movie was great and i give it a nine beautiful
0: all right well that that leads our score to a 9.1 which is a very classy craft that's a great score um anybody want to guess what the rotten tomato score was i I haven't seen it yet but i can imagine it's in the
2: oh you haven't seen it yet
0: no i imagine it's in like the 50 to 60s Uh, really bro
2: no no i'm 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 i i bet you okay so my guess is the critics are gonna give it in the 90s and the audience is gonna give it in the 70s bro that Mm -hmm. was the opposite of glass though remember like the critics yeah i think it's gonna be
1: the opposite i feel like i've heard some critics really not enjoy it as much as the audience
2: I
0: think audience will
2: like it more than the critics. Okay, will. so you so you think the audience will like it more than and the, critic. the critics will like it less. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think I think the opposite. So let's let's see what we got here. Do, 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 uh okay, do, fuck, do. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <not> simple enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the critics got it at sixty-nine percent. That's higher, I thought it'd be okay. And the audience has it at ninety one.
0: Yeah. Ninety one, dude? Nine point one.
2: We always speak for the people, dog. Dude, we are the we are the voice of the people, bro. Like that's like this is like the third time we've like not looked and then given a rating and it's been right on with the audience score. Yeah, we got We
0: got to act like we've been there before, though. Like, yeah, we expected that. I mean, we're. we just edit that part out. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> it's whatever. Um, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's that's great, and that's exactly yeah. Fuck you, critics! Like you want the Hollywood bullshit. That's go into this movie expecting that too. Like that's annoying. Like that's come on. Yeah, and yeah, it like, made how money. You rate this movie sixty right? nine. Like what's your, what's your deal, bro? Oh yeah,
1: They're bougie. You I know, mean, ninety three
0: million dollars in the box office. The biggest October opening ever. Like, yep. Yep. choke on a dick, critics. Figure your shit yep. out. You're you're paid to do this. We do this for fun, and. We need to get you, paid you to go. do this. <laughs> have, you, have you guys
2: like, talked to anybody that hated the movie?
0: Uh, I have not uh, yet. No, I talked to Brandon. I didn't ask any questions because it was before I saw it and he's just like, dude, go see it. So I, I imagine he liked it. Um, but yeah. I, I haven't asked anybody any questions about it yet. I just saw it last yeah. night. Or no, Friday okay. night.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that, I kind of was wishing that one of us was going to not like it. Well, who and, was your boy? Was it Marcel like... or, or Mark that hated it? Yeah, so so um, the guy that hated it, he said that. Yeah, I can say his name. <laughs> well, I mean, pff, our listeners don't know, um, but he <laughs> he said uh, his name is Mark. His name is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say his name. Uh, Funky Falcon Ma- Mark hates just, it. Huh? Mark just said that he he thought it was too dark. Like he he just didn't like to be in that place. Like that that the movie put him in. Like he just. He Which is exactly what back. we thought, right? That piece um, would be there. Marcel said that it was alright, and he probably wouldn't see it again. But I feel like he wasn't really even like he just wasn't <laughs> engaged. He was like texting the whole time and shit. Like he he was like he just didn't care. To he know what care. goes on in Marcel's mind is in a whole other episode that we need to have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> He's like yeah, that's whatever. It's like oh, so you didn't watch the movie? Word. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweet. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So basically, what we expected. Then. All right. Yeah. I imagine yeah. people just. Some people don't want to go there. And as a movie critic, if that's the reasoning, then you got to get the fuck out of your career because you got to. Yeah. Too? You gotta open fuck. up your yeah. fucking mind. a I little I know, bit.
1: right? Think about the whole thing as a whole, not. You know, I. I think sometimes I think I. I think critics sometimes individualize it to themselves. It's like, how do I feel this week? You know what I mean? It's like, or or how does how does my boss think this is gonna feel if I say you know what I mean? Like, what's gonna be the popular yeah. opinion here and i think that's what critics that's why i never listen to critics or critics before we watch a movie because i don't sometimes that can deter you like we all have that in us um yeah but yeah they they suck i mean uh, every time the movie's been like outside that box you know that's gone such down at such a shitty rating and we like enjoy it like we'll never forget it you know what i mean like we'll like uh you know Mm-hmm. They, it's really hard to top that. Like I know Avengers was like one of the biggest movies ever, but I feel like they could top that. You know, they just keep, you know, they keep going, and you know, they might be able to top that Avengers movie. But yeah, yeah. I will I, say I feel
0: though.
2: Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. ahead, Zach. I was just gonna say, I feel like the best art is always a mirror, and like sometimes when you're looking at yourself, like you, ha- it's not just oh looking at the the things that you like for humanity, but also taking a look at the things that aren't so great, like the mm-hmm. things that we don't like. And the best art does that. It forces us to look at ourselves. And I think that that's what this movie does. I mean, it's very real. I mean, when you look at it, you're looking, it's like, look at at humanity, like maybe the darker sides of it. And I think that's good art. Like, I think, and yeah, it's uncomfortable, but that's art. And that's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah, I
0: agree. And I was just going to say, like, when, uh, like, Sammy's a huge horror movie fan, so we go see horror movies all the time. And when you look at a good horror movie on Rotten Tomatoes, you're usually in, like, the 40s, the 50s if they hit 60%, you know, it's great. And that's just because critics just, they, they tend to stray from the darker themes and the darker styles. And I just hope that changes. Cause there, there is a lot of beauty in, in dark mm-hmm. stories. There uh, is, there's, there's a lot of redemption and overcoming obstacles and a lot of personal relatable topics that people refer to just brush under the rug, as opposed to expose it and, and dwell on it and, and get through it. So that's uh that's my piece on on critics being pussies. So, um, <laughs> let's go into plugs. Is there anything you guys want to get out there before we close out?
1: Um, I have no plugs, but I, I do. We want to, you know one thing. I really want to do is when we do this, we kind of forget to tell people what to read, and maybe they can f- feel the insight that we do. You know, when we do these readings, you know, obviously we want people. Mm. You know, go read the Killing Joke. I recommend read you know,
2: the Killing Joke. Yes. If you yeah, if you haven't read the Killing Joke, go fucking read it. Yeah, if you haven't read the Killing Joke, read the Killing Joke. We all it's, own it. We will please, mail please. it to
0: you if you haven't read it yet. Yeah, as long as you mail it to the next listener that wants to read it. Yeah, it just cir- I mean, circulate that book. It's it super to important
1: if you're if you're gonna get involved or i mean it, I, I love it when we i love the, the reason that we do this is because we get to kind of see more than just that what's right in front of us like we take such a wide spectrum when we do this and we because of the research we do um and i feel like for other people if they did the same thing they would enjoy stuff a little bit better too you know what i mean like i feel like that way and the other one to read too is like i said the the batman the dark knight returns i mean it's a classic book there's actually a part two to this um the classic batman versus superman in here Is in Mm -hmm. this book, um, you know, where he turns into that uh, that iron suit, you know, um, and he fights Mm -hmm. Batman, Superman. So um, I do recommend that and that Joker book that we've talked about in the past. You know, where he comes out of jail and he's released and things have changed. uh, Like I said, uh, Zach Zach has that book, and um, I think those three books are really a classic. You know, in depth look at a character from uh, a perspective that's not normal. So that that's my only plug. I mean I think I should probably do that more often, you know, things I've read in the past, so people can try and read that too. The yeah. Batman
2: universe is just the fucking best, dude. Like, is there even any argument at this point that Batman uh, Universe is like the fucking best? Yep. You know, you're talking Plenty to a guy them. who's read a lot of things. Plenty of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: So plugs or <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta think. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs>
0: Get that birthmark out of here.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: All right, what do you got? What do you got, Z? rzenith.com. We're moving, we're shaking, we're growing. We got a lot of cool projects out right now. Um, uh, sleep Easy. The Takashi episodes are up. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Takashi episodes, you should definitely listen to the Takashi episodes because it's a in depth look at this madness from Takashi69. Uh, so go check that out, rzenith.com.
0: I listened to that shit and I cannot believe how often that guy was in fucking trouble. I know, <laughs> <you> dude. Can <laughs> you believe it?
2: Bro, the, every other day, <laughs> so, he charged. was clearly working with the feds the entire time. Like that's 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 like the only conclusion, right? Because this dude got went to prison so much for so many different things. So many stupid things. So many different things, like leading up to the trial. Man, yeah, yeah if you were friends with Takashi at any point in your life, bro, like you're probably in jail right now, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, check that episode out Even if you're not a hip-hop fan That episode is just pure joy Listening to Zach read off every single citation and charge that Takashi went through is just <laughs> art <laughs> It's just fucking beautiful Um and, yeah, as always, follow us at Hop Heroes, uh, uh, at Hop Heroes Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. I do want to give a shout-out to Michael David Winery. Um, we did try out their Freak Show Cabernet in the last week's episode. And, like I said, we had some technical difficulty. So we didn't get a release out. That was a good episode, but too. But we really thoroughly enjoyed the wine. And we are looking forward to trying some more of you guys' wines down the road. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you all next week. All right. Peace.